Try your best and be kind. I'm fortunate to be able to walk my children to their classrooms most mornings. Before I send them off for the day, I usually remind them what they will be doing after school, whether or not they're coming to practice or the weight room, whether they're headed home with me or their mom, and what extracurricular activities they might have that night. Then I get to send them off with a hug and a little pep talk for the day. I tell them I love them, I give them the standard lines about having a great day, and I always try to leave them with a reminder of my expectations. I tell them, try your best, and be kind. I'm not sure when I started using that exact wording, but I've been saying it to Mickey and Claire almost every day since they've been in school. Really, it's probably become one of those phrases repeated so often by a parent it becomes meaningless background noise to the child. Anymore, my try your best and be kind is met with an uh-huh or yeah from Mickey and Claire. I'm hoping, though, like many a quote constantly espoused by many a parent, the phrase will become unknowingly lodged in their subconscious, only to rise again at some pertinent moment. It's important to be clear about our expectations, and I like to boil things down to their simplest form. As concerned parents, we want to proffer all types of advice in all types of situations, and heading off to school is no different. There's a part of us that wants to say things like, don't forget to take your homework sheet out of your folder, and remember to pay attention, and if your nose is running, get up and get a tissue so you're not sniffling in class, and if your gloves are wet after recess, don't ball them up and put them in your coat sleeve. There is that part of us that wants to give all those annoying little reminders. And they are annoying. There's no two ways about it. If you're an involved parent, you are annoying. At least to your children, at least some of the time. That's cool, though. We should own our annoyance. Some kids don't have anyone annoying them on their behalf. But we must also remember to focus on what we really want for our children. When my kids walk into their classroom for the day, I want them to remember, above all, try their best and be kind. I want them to remember these things because they are simple, controllable keys to success in school and in life. We all have complete control over whether or not we give our best effort, and we all can choose to be kind. Yes, I'd like my children to get good grades, and I'd like them to be leaders, but those types of expectations are complex and vague. There are a lot of factors that contribute to getting good grades. As such, good grades don't make a good goal. Things like getting good grades in class or winning games in an athletic competition are results. They're one of the end byproducts of countless other tasks, and sometimes the end results still don't accurately reflect the effort that went into them. Leadership is much the same. Leadership is vague. Being a leader can mean a lot of things. Effective leadership is a combination of social interactions and applicable skills and the perspectives of others. We can't just declare ourselves leaders any more than we can elect to have good grades. The best we can do is focus on the process. 
commit ourselves to the individual tasks and practices that contribute to good grades or build leadership. We have to focus on the things we can control. That is why I tell my children, try your best and be kind. It may seem like trying your best and being kind are sort of vague too. It's hard to clearly define what someone's best really is, and it's hard to say what kindness looks like. But I think deep down we know, at least for ourselves. I think people generally know when they haven't given their best or haven't been kind. We might not know exactly what those things look like, but we feel when they're not there. That's our conscience, I suppose. And children are especially tuned into those feelings. They know what their best feels like. They know what kindness feels like. Most of us do. We feel the things we can't see. And deep down, we know what's right for us. In that way, I'm individualizing my expectations for my children. If I set my expectations based on something more measurable, like getting an A on an assignment, I limit them. There might be times they can get an A without giving their best. In that case, I limit their growth. There might be other times their best effort yields a B or a C or a D or whatever label we put on it. And if their best efforts are discouraged, they might stop giving their best. I've seen that in schools countless times. Students don't make the mark with their best efforts. They become discouraged and they stop giving their best. It becomes less painful to give little effort and welcome failure than it does to give their best and fail all the same. That's why I want the best. There are no limits on what our best can be. Our best grows with us. A standard doesn't. As we become more, so does our best. And our best doesn't have to look like anyone else's. I tell my children to try their best because I want to empower them. It's the same reason I tell them to be kind. If years of teaching have taught me anything, it's that far too many people in this world don't have enough positive supports. And every person on earth has tremendous power to influence others. I'll hear people say that children can be cruel, and they can, but they can also be so kind. There is a little, well-known parable about two wolves in every person. I'm not sure where the story originated. I've seen it framed as an old Cherokee lesson, and I've seen it attributed to evangelical minister Billy Graham. Either way, the tale makes for a useful analogy. Essentially, the story tells of a grandfather talking with his grandson, or some similar derivation, and the grandfather tells the child there are two wolves fighting in each of us. One wolf represents anger and hate and greed and all those dark things that lurk in each of us. The other wolf represents courage and kindness and generosity and all things good. When the child asks his grandfather which wolf will win, the wise old man says, The one you feed. Wherever the story comes from, it speaks some truth. We all have good and bad in us, and children are no different. They can be cruel, 
but they can also be kind. We have to decide which attribute we're going to feed. I want my children to be kind because so many people just need some simple kindness in their lives. My children are fortunate to be surrounded by people who love and support them. Others aren't so lucky. I want my children to know they can feed the good in someone else. They can be the bright spot in someone's dark day. And there is tremendous power in that. I want Mickey and Claire to support others because more than anything, I want them to find peace in this life. And I'm convinced that serving others is the only way to find it. When we put good into the world, it comes back to us. There's so much noise in the world. We're all bombarded with so much information, so many messages about what to do and how to be. Finding the right path is a challenge. But if we look inward, we can acknowledge what we already know. We can find the unending strength that lies within us. We know our best effort. We know the best version of ourselves. We know what love and kindness feel like. Sometimes, we just have to strip everything else away to get there. When I send my children off to school, I tell them, try your best and be kind. Because that focus can help them cut through all the obstacles that might prevent them from being everything they might be. I plan to give them this advice for the rest of my days. And to anyone else who may be struggling, to anyone else who may have lost the path, to anyone else who needs a little strength and guidance, I say, try your best and be kind. Thank you.